0: Do you think the the at the EU level, well, we know the EU level clearly from the narrative that has come out around what has happened in Cyprus and what's happening now in Malta, uh with the certain legal issues, whatever. The EU, Brussels may be slightly uncomfortable with the whole Golden Visa thing. We we get that. But oh, are they is Brussels also potentially uncomfortable with special tax regimes as well? Because uh, and, and I say this in context, and when someone asks me something like this, I do recall, well, hey, once upon a time you could have moved to Portugal with your pension and it would have been zero. And then certain other European countries complained to Brussels, and then it was 10%. And similarly, there's been uh, some, let's say, restructuring of the tax benefits of Madeira structures as well. And, you know, some other European special tax planning opportunities that are disappearing uh so again stepping back uh, todd i mean this is perhaps your space what What are your set what are your sentiments what is your interest what is your experience telling you here yeah
1: well i think it's a very interesting question um that was raised by the uh the participant i the, the one thing i would say is that in my in my travels 15 years into spain and eight years on a professional level speaking with uh, tax attorneys, immigration attorneys. I haven't heard the concern about some sort of, uh, Brussels legislation or uniformity. As you rightly pointed out a minute ago, Darren, nothing lasts forever and you can't rule anything out. So it, there certainly could be, you know, the potential, uh, for some sort of EU, uh, regulation. The other side of the coin is that water finds its appropriate level. And as long as there isn't, um, some sort of harmonization or general legislation throughout the EU, uh, people will continue to, um, you know, find the opportunity that makes the most sense for them when it comes to um, either migration or how their, you know, pension might be taxed. And, and these will be considerations. I think the interesting thing was is that we, here, here we are talking about kind of the potential end of the golden visa program in, or at least a change when it comes to Portugal. Um, and this is that water finding its appropriate level. I mean, the, rightly or wrongly, their government has taken a stance as to what that, um, that golden visa opportunity has meant to their local economy and more specifically real estate prices. And, you know, I, I, there, there most likely will be another Mediterranean country that will be the beneficiary of this. And, and then perhaps that Mediterranean country will then say, um, you know what? We, we've kind of, exacerbated what we can take from an inbound immigration and then perhaps it will focus back on Spain. And so, um, I guess like I, I kind of leave that, at other Mediterranean country, um, you know, like, uh, out of the mix because we're talking about Spain and Portugal, but I, but I do think that there is this cyclical, um, nature of where, uh, immigration and, and more specifically retirees and money flows. And it has a lot to do with the lack of harmonization on this front. So, you know, kind of, kind of tying it back, you know, the, like you said nothing lasts forever it could certainly change um in time but i think the benefit of the eu and having opportunities to kind of go where you might want to from an inbound immigration relies on
0: a little bit of competitiveness when it comes to to tax rates and immigration law Um, Andres, do you want to comment on that or
2: it's just basically exactly on that that was exactly what we're thinking i mean um eu harmonization etc it is it is a it's necessarily a good thing and you know tax rate zero they are just basically too of course too aggressive but we cannot propose we cannot think that all countries should have the same exact amount of taxation in terms of uh, personal or product clients etc or companies because every jurisdiction has their own Particularities and any jurisdiction has their own needs. So, um, as long as, of course, it is not a repetitive tax haven, it's not, it is just basically complies with the duty of reporting and et cetera. Um, there is nothing. Extraordinarily bad to say I'm going to compete from a tax perspective because what I want is I want to, uh, touch base on affluent people, uh, successful entrepreneurs that come here to live on these shores that they're going to pay taxes. They are going to be compliant with all OECD standards. They are going to start their businesses. They are going to build more wealth for the people in the generations to come. Uh, and some jurisdictions may need them, may need that more than others. And, and that's fine. Um, so that is that is my take to be honest with you um if there is going to be an harmonization in the in the future like paul said you never know uh you never know might that happen but at the same time that it will be just basically the you going too deep into the powers of each particular country um and there, of course we're going to see some views against more than in favor most likely
0: fantastic thanks for sharing those perspectives me personally uh, I mean, obviously we, we're aware of the BAPS initiative, the base version of profit shifting. We know what's going on in the UN OECD level. We know within Europe, uh, within the OECD, we also have the MDRs, the mandatory disclosure rules in Europe in particular. We have DAC six and we're looking forward. Well, it's around, it's on the horizon, DAC eight. So, so basically once upon a time, uh, there was a lot more, leeway in terms of uh, individuals and the opportunity to tax plan and jurisdictions and their ability to shape attractive incentives. But, you know, over the last decade or two, we've seen an erosion of both individual and national sovereignty. We have a global minimum tax. We have the principal purpose test, which is kind of like, you know, what, 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 (laughs) What, what COVID has done to supply chain. Some people argue that that's what the principal purpose test is in to the whole tax planning space. So th- there seems to be a lot of, to your point, harmonization, at least at that, uh, at that macro level, at the, at the level of the, uh, multilateral institutional and multilateral institutional framework. And I, I, my concern, you know, there was a, uh, well, a so-called leak in the in the media as recently as uh as today so today for those who are watching this in the future we are may the 17th and in terms of one of the political parties in the uk uh they have as part of their policy proposals as the uk moves into elections to definitely to materially scale back their resonant down uh incentive and it and it appears as if there may be bipartisan support so i think perhaps there's both parties see that so it seems as if there's a not a conspiracy but there's a consensus at, at the level of the at, at the ocd definitely to uh to cut back on on what were previously legitimate and okay planning opportunities but you know as we see well this is a moving target and We'll see what they promise to be have in the future. But, you know, let's watch this space. So if you're a six, seven or eight figure investor, entrepreneur or business owner who needs a tailor made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at HTJ.tax and live that international life.